On this Saturday morning here on CCO Time once again for our wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's on this holiday weekend. Good morning, Jack. Yes, and we finally got some halfway decent weather, it looks Absolutely. Like. It's uh, instant summer here for the next couple of days. What, uh, what are we going to chat about today? Well, today I thought we'd chat about two things, actually three things. How much wine should you buy for a party and how to pick a wine for a party? And I think, you know, as we get close to the holiday, uh, people are going to, and thank heavens with COVID on the wane, people are entertaining a little more. So how do you pick a wine to have for a, a party? Someone, Well, it's really not very hard, I, I don't think. First and foremost, you have to decide on your budget. And if it's a large party, you don't want a very expensive wine. And you also don't want the wine to be the focal point. Uh, you know, you want to have wine there that's good, delicious, modestly priced, and uh, isn't going to, you know, you want to have wine there that's good, delicious, modestly priced, and uh, isn't going to form great opinions by any of your guests. Uh, so inexpensive is good ones, and uh I was interested as I was thinking about this. I looked up something a long time ago uh, that some friends of mine had written an article on picking wine for a party. And they had a budget then of between 10 and $15 a bottle. Well, I'm pleased to report that there's loads and loads of wonderful, wonderful wines between that 10 and $15 bracket for a party. Uh, it, a lot of your favorite wines may have gone up uh, recently, but uh, there's still plenty of wine out there that's very, very modestly priced, in my opinion, and that'd be under fifteen dollars a bottle. In fact, at about between ten and twelve dollars a bottle, there's some really good stuff that you could have for a party and not be embarrassed by the wine. So when you're picking the wine, you know some people drink red, some people drink white. So it's a good idea if you're picking wine for a party to have both red and white uh it, it it the party is on a warm summer day i'd also throw in have rosé as well i noticed i was at a, an event i think it was thursday and uh it was a late lunch and i noticed more and more people drinking glasses of rosé and that's as i said today rosé isn't just for Auntie M's tea party, everybody likes rosé, myself included, and uh, it's it's a nice thing to have when you're having the party. Now, then, the type of wine you want to have, in my opinion, you want to have a wine that appeals to everybody. So, Pinot Grigio is a really good choice in a white wine. It's sort of an innocuous background wine. No one ever says, "I can't stand this wine." And uh, most people say, well, this isn't so bad. They aren't going to rave about it. But it's uh, a very, very nice wine to have. Uh, there's one called La Gondola, the gondola uh, from Italy, that I find is a very, very delicious uh, Pinot Grigio. And it's not very expensive either, so that's the good news. And then in a red wine, I, I think something like Beaujolais, or even a Pinot Noir, kind of a middle of the ground that everybody sort of likes. A little bit of fruitiness, nothing astringent. Sometimes Cabernets can be quite astringent. And 
Usually when you're buying a very modestly priced Cabernet, you don't find that. But my choice for red would probably be uh, maybe a California Pinot Noir, well chosen from a good vineyard where you, uh, you could find them. They're going to take some work. But for 12 and $15 that are very good and would be just perfect at a party. Another white wine uh, besides uh, Pinot Grigio would be Muscadet. And we talked about that on Fishing Opener. Uh, the Muscadet is a wonderful wine. Most people like it. that never have had it. It's a new. It's very modestly priced. It's the largest Appalachian and the most wine made in the Loire Valley is Muscadet. And again, the, the pleasant tartness to it, it's got a crisp acidity, makes it a perfect wine to pick for any kind of party. And then I think when you're having uh, wine, you have to fit the occasion with it. A dinner party or a housewarming uh, or, or a birthday party, uh, you know, each of those events call for a different kind of wine. Also, the time of day. As I said earlier about being at a late lunch, uh, they were having rosé. I think it was mainly because of the time of, of day it occurred at. And the wine should fit the occasion. You know, if you're having an outdoor barbecue, a very elegant bottle of wine would be terribly out of place. And if you're having a very fancy sit-down dinner party with several courses and then, you know, a very inexpensive, modestly priced wine would be as out of a place there as an expensive one would be at an outdoor picnic. And uh, remember when you give wine to people, I think people tend to forget this. You bring a bottle of wine to a, a hostess, be sure and tell them that this is for later. Don't ever make the assumption, unless they've asked you in advance, that you should bring the wine to have with the dinner. Number one, most of the time you don't know what they're going to have for dinner, so you, it's pretty hard to pair anything without the knowledge of that. And secondly, they've probably prepared a nice wine to go with whatever they're going to have. So uh, if you're going to a dinner party, give them a hostess bottle of wine for later and tell them that. Uh, it's kind of good to put a note on the bottle to have at such another time. Or you know, bring a dessert wine or a sparkling wine. Another thing that we forget about makes great gifts are oversized bottles. A big magnum of something would be absolutely delicious. Uh, when you have a brand new house, it's a good idea to give them bread, salt, and wine. Uh, bread, of course, is made, no one ever in the house go hungry. Salt is made of house be filled with flavorful experiences, and wine, may it bring lots of joy. So when you go to the housewarming, those were old, traditional Eastern European gifts. You'd bring salt, bread, and wine to celebrate them getting a new house. Uh, The time of year and the season depend on what wine you're going to pick. As I said, also uh, the type of event. If you're having a, a baby shower or something like that, uh, you want a light, fruitier wine than you would if you were having a dinner party or you're doing something special on the grill. Any summer soiree, in my opinion, benefits greatly 
by the introduction of some rosé wine. Rosé is just uh, such an overlooked commodity, in my opinion. It's coming into its own, and that's just great, because there's so many different types of rosé. They come from almost every single wine-producing area of the world produces some kind of rosé, and they're all as different as day and night. So it's very interesting to try them. Usually, rosés are very low in alcohol. Uh, you want to be kind of careful of the Rhone rosés, like a Tavel and that. They're higher in alcohol. But most rosés from Provence or from California are low in alcohol, so it makes for an easy thing to have in the summertime. Uh, the uh, experience of the wine is more important more important, in my opinion, than uh, what you else you're doing. Because when you're having wine at a big party, you want the wine to be innocuous. And that's why, I, as I said, when I picked uh, Pinot Grigio, it, it's a very innocuous wine. It doesn't take center stage. And so also with some of those modestly priced Pinot Noirs from California, the same thing. They're, they just are good, quiet, and that's an important word, quiet. Now, the other thing we were going to talk about, uh, because someone had asked me to talk about it, is how much wine should you buy for your wedding? Well, it, it depends on, again, the setting, the food, etc. But if you want just a general rule of thumb, figure every guest two glasses of wine. So if you're having 100 guests, doesn't make any difference, women, children, etc., that's 200 glasses of wine. There are five glasses of wine in a bottle. So if you need 200 glasses of wine, you divide that by five, it's 40 bottles. And uh, I'm sorry, yeah, 40 bottles to give you the 200 glasses of wine. Or that's three and a half cases. So buy four cases, and you've got a little ample, so you don't usually run out. Most wines come 12 bottles to the case. And when you're buying cases, there's nothing wrong with asking for a discount. Most wine shops will give you a discount when you're buying by the case, and, uh, and that's as it should be. Another thing is champagne. Again, that's five glasses a bottle. Usually when you're having champagne, you only figure out maybe a glass and a half per person. Uh, two is, most people don't have two glasses of champagne. They just have one, and it's usually for a toast. So uh, that's that's how you determine how much wine you should buy. And, and again, you have to know the guests. If it's all young people, they're going to drink a little more than if they're all senior citizens, although that's not always true. But usually that's a good rule of thumb to buy from. And the when you're having a party, uh, it's as I said, pick a wine that is going to be universally liked, not your own personal taste. You know, you might be a big fan of Riesling, and then half the people coming to your event don't like Riesling. So you want to pick a wine with some universality to it. And that's why uh, when I said the white wine, I said Muscadet, and I also said Pinot Grigio, and I omitted Chardonnay. Chardonnay, you know, it's pro and con. Some people 
are ABC, which means anything but Chardonnay. They just don't care for Chardonnay. They're over Chardonnays. But Chardonnays run the gamut. Unlike Muscadet or Pinot Grigio, a, a Chardonnay can be anything from a big, bold, robust wine like a Montrachet, or it can be subtle, simple, and, and totally innocuous, um, like a, a $6 bottle of Chardonnay is. So that's the big difference, and that's why when talking about wine for a party, I usually try and avoid Chardonnay because of that ABC, anything but Chardonnay. It's just a, a way to follow everybody's taste pattern instead of one individual's. And like I say, you might just love one certain kind of wine. Uh, that's great. But if you're having a large party, have something that everybody is going to enjoy, not just you yourself. And I think that's a very important thing to remember when we're having these kind of things and this entertainment, etc. And, you know, coming up, of course, with Memorial Day weekend, there's going to be lots and lots of barbecues and things like that. Don't forget uh, Ted Farrell's six uh, for 60 in the rosé, a bouquet of rosé. Uh, six bottles of rosé for only $60. And the six areas that the rosé come from are varied and unusual. Uh, Oregon is represented, so is the Rhone Valley, so is Bordeaux, Provence, etc., you have a lot of interesting rosés, and like I say, rosés today isn't just a ladies' afternoon drink. Some rosés are very hearty and delightful, and people should maybe pay a little bit more attention to rosé because it is a big factor nowadays in picking wine. So if you're having a party, you have red and white, if the party is in the afternoon and it's a little warmer, why not put in a rosé? I think that's being thoughtful of your guests, etc. Uh, and like I said, it's important that the bottles of wine aren't so expensive as you're worried that how much it's costing you. Make sure you pick the bottle of wine that you can afford and that you like and that you know will be a, very appealing to absolutely everybody. And having done that, I'm sure you're going to have a wonderful party and, uh, You'll be pleased with your own results in choosing the wines. And I got a great place where you can choose those wines, and that's at Haskell's. Excellent. And all the people there to help you out, too. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. And whether you want to try that bouquet of rosé, six for 60, or you just want one special bottle of wine to have with somebody significant with a nice steak dinner, the folks at Haskell's will help you do that. And, you know, best of all, they'll help you pick a wine that won't break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault. There's a super seller up in Maple Grove. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, Go to Haskells.com, and don't forget, Haskells does deliver. Thank you, Jack. Let's uh, plan on uh, getting together next Saturday as well. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskells.